0: Former President Donald Trump was indicted today for trying to overturn his loss to Joe Biden. We have to win in November, or we're not going to have Pennsylvania. They'll change the name. They're going to change the name of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvanians have a unique role with democracy and freedom. We have seen Pennsylvanians rise up at the ballot box. The work of making this world resemble one that you would prefer to live in is a lunch pail (inaudible) job. Hi, welcome to the Keystone Reckoning Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse White, checking in on Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. have a few small things I wanted to hit today. Uh, they're all fairly interesting and fairly timely. Uh, the first two deal with redistricting. The second two deal with just horrible human beings. So we'll get the dry stuff out of the way first. Redistricting. On the congressional redistricting, which is the one that has to be passed by both houses of the state legislature and signed off by the governor. Uh, obviously, they have not been able to figure that out. There have been a lot of competing proposals proposals out there. Uh, it was uh, It's currently in front of a Commonwealth Court judge, uh, Judge Patricia McCullough. Uh, It should be noted, the Commonwealth Court is a very conservative court, and they are the appellate court that deals with intergovernmental litigation. They can be overridden by the state Supreme Court, and it looks as though that's what's probably going to happen here. Uh, It looked as though Judge McCullough of the Commonwealth Court was ready to move forward on the... uh, the redistricting process that the commonwealth court would basically draw the maps because they couldn't agree. Uh, She said that in her brief order on Monday, that she was going to have something ready by Friday of this week. uh, And it would include, A change to the timeline for candidates to circulate nominated petitions. That process normally begins on February 15th. It's becoming increasingly clear that that's not going to be met. So as that was happening, the state Supreme Court is looking like they're going to step in and they're actually going to do what they did Previously, and do the congressional maps themselves. Now, it's a huge difference. Commonwealth Court is a very conservative court, state Supreme Court, very progressive court. It's a night and day difference. So you know, and, and evidence of that is shown by the fact that the map that was drawn by the state Supreme Court going into the 2020 race or I'm sorry, the 2018 election cycle dramatically reshaped the, the, the state's congressional delegation, giving it a Democratic majority. I, I think that most people can, you know, can make the argument that it should at the very least be reflective of the state's performance, uh, you know, statewide that you would be looking at at least a 50-50 split, uh, if not a slight Democratic bet. But obviously, the stakes here are huge because the uh, congressional map in Pennsylvania will go a long way, perhaps, in determining the congressional results in the midterms, because you're talking about possibly flipping five, six, seven seats uh, in different parties. That's a huge deal. So it's this is no small issue. It's going to be looked at. Uh, and the the date of the primary being important is you know, obviously huge because that impacts legislative races and everything else. It all happens on the same day. Uh, although I, I think the argument could easily be made here that getting it done the right way is more important than rushing the primary. Uh, Republicans want the primary to happen, you know, uh, on schedule because they want old maps. Or they wanted they have this crazy plan where you would elect seventeen Congress uh, members of Congress at large statewide, uh, which they keep talking about, but doesn't seem to have any basis in reality. So uh, that we kind of have this dueling court issue going on. State Supreme Court obviously wins in any battle there, and it's something to keep an eye on. On the other half of the uh, the redistricting front, on the state legislative maps, uh, the ones that are. That are determined by the redistricting commission. That commission is meeting on the 4th of February. So they're meeting this Friday for a voting meeting, at which point they're going to present whatever changes were made to the preliminary plan uh, and the maps that they drew, and then they will be voted on the previous Senate maps were voted on five zero. So I would find it hard to believe that there are going to be any substantial changes or that the, uh, that it wouldn't be a 0 decision. Again, uh, one area to watch is Lehigh County. Uh, there, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of mumbling about what's going on up there. We've actually talked to previously announced candidate Mark Pinsley. Uh, there's, there's a rift there with other Democrats, um, for issues that I, that's a topic for another day. But the point being, I don't know what's going to happen in that seat uh, with that state Senate seat. And there's a lot of moving parts there. So that's something to keep an eye on. But for the most part, don't expect a lot of changes in the Senate map. The house map, the house Republicans are never going to agree to it just out of principle, uh, they may have gotten some a few things they wanted. There may be a few you know swapity doos that take place within the chamber. Now that the preliminary maps have been seen and looked at by everybody, and that's not always a bad thing. Uh, to be perfectly honest, sometimes there you know there's some common sense adjustments that get made to the map because the members know the districts better than anybody else. So it may be something that looked good on paper for the redistricting commission, and then in once you sit down and and actually talk to the people that represent them, they say, hey, these two communities really shouldn't be split or this should go this way or whatever. Usually those tend to be fairly common sense moves. So the way that'll work is that that vote will take place on Friday uh, of that five-member commission. And then there's, I believe, a 30-day, and you know what, don't quote me on this. I should have looked it up. Uh, I believe there is still a period by which to file lawsuits or challenges, but it looks as though the legislative districts will be set before the congressional districts. And it'll be about waiting for the congressional districts to be solved to determine when petitions will start and when the primary will take place. So that's all of the redistricting fun. And we got all that out of the way. The other two things that happened in the last day or so have to do with just truly horrible human beings. Uh, And and I don't throw that around lightly, but in this case, I think it's justified. Uh, I'm trying to decide which one I want to get to first because I despise them both so much. Uh, All right, let's start with Wendy Bell. Wendy Bell, for those of you that don't know, is a, uh, was a broadcaster at the ABC affiliate out of my hometown of Pittsburgh. She was like the, you know, Miss Positivity, you know, basically like a walking live, laugh, love sign uh, for, for all these years. And then in 2016, she kind of like fell off the deep end. Uh, There was a mass shooting in the neighborhood of Wilkinsburg in the city. Uh, She started talking about the shooters being young black men that, quote, have multiple siblings from multiple fathers and their mothers work multiple jobs. (laughs) Because I don't even know where that comes from. Uh, Then she posted on Facebook praising a black server at a Pittsburgh restaurant who quote hustled like nobody's business and quote moved like a dancer with a satisfied smile on his face. Like if you can't read between those lines, like that's a, I mean, that's a hell of a coming out party for a racist, right? I mean, that's like a, you know, you went from being this wonderfully positive, well-liked, you know, popular person who was, uh, she's married, I believe to a surgeon. I mean, she had a pretty sweet gig going uh, across the board, And then, you know, all of a sudden she just like went full blown racist. So they fired her from the TV gig. She sued for racial discrimination, ironically, Uh, that settled. uh, Nobody really knows for what. Then she ended up two years later on KDK AM, which surprises me not at all, because KDK AM is the home of some of the truly most sensationalistic garbage journalism. Slash talk radio you're ever going to hear, and that's coming from personal experience. Um, You're dealing with people like Andy Sheehan and Marty Griffin, just bad people, bad bad people. Um, You know they're they're going for cheap ratings. They don't care who they ruin in the process. It's more about you know uh, you know breaking news at eleven, blah blah blah. So Wendy Bell fit right in there, and this was obviously 2018. You're in peak. Trump times and she just went all in, right? She was magging it up and, you know, she's freedom and and the flag and all this crazy stuff. It was like she took her, her walking live, laugh, love sign, and then like dipped it in red, white, and blue paint. And so she was doing this radio show and, and it got so ridiculous that uh, her daily show got canceled and she got fired Because she made a remark, quote, that said that uh, this is uh, during the – we were talking about protesters and vandalizing monuments and stuff like that. And she said that protesters vandalizing public monuments should be, quote, shot on sight. So – you know, you could see she was just going for shock value and it was. So then after she got thrown off of KDKA, she started doing like, uh, uh you know, doing like Facebook shows and it just, she just wouldn't stop. You know, uh, she was at every rally. She was at every, everything. So, uh, it was widely assumed at the time you know, almost like as a joke, but not as a joke, that she was auditioning for a spot on like Fox News, and lo and behold, uh, it was announced yesterday that all this, she didn't quite make it to Fox News. She got on Fox News as like you know, crazy Uncle uh, Newsmax, you know. And I'm putting news the word news in air quotes, uh, you know. And if you've ever if you have Newsmax on your cable system. You know, just take the plunge, watch it for five minutes and your head will explode. Uh, You know, they don't even, you know, as bad as Fox News is, Newsmax doesn't even pretend to try to be news. I mean, and it's just like really it's like OAN, One American News, like it's like low production values. And like it's it's just it's it would be funny if people didn't watch it and take it seriously. So. In the release or in the the articles that came out, uh, the one I'm looking at is from the Elwood City Ledger uh, from uh, Scott Tatey, uh, who writes for the Beaver County Times, actually. And it says that Wendy Bell Common Sense will be airing 4.30 p.m. Saturdays and 3.30 p.m. on Sundays. And it will, quote, examine the daily news with a lively approach to national issues. So that ought to be fun. So, you know, and, and... I've long maintained that I think the best three words to describe Wendy Bell are hot garbage water. I mean, she's just that terrible. Everything about her is that terrible. And I, I just, she gives me pardon the phrase. She just gives me douche chills. Like you, you listen to her and you feel like you need to just go like take six showers. It was steel wool and just scrub the, the evil off of you. Um, You know, and people like her are dangerous because she's, you know, she's slick and she plays that, uh, you know, she plays into that dangerous kind of, you know, I love America and I love Jesus. And and oh, by the way, let's do the exact opposite of everything Jesus would do, you know, that kind of a thing. And, you know, look, it's racism, but, you know, I, I have it in a uh you know i'm i'm wearing an american flag t-shirt and you know so it's all good you know and i look at my scrunchie you know it's a flag and and so everything's fine you know, that kind of crap so that's Wendy Bell. the other one and this is actually more of a developing story and it's really entertaining if you're if you're looking to really kind of stay entertained is the crazy lady And again, I'm not even putting crazy in air quotes here. Like this lady's nuts Uh, from the place, uh, the Taste of Sicily restaurant. So her name, it's a it's in Lebanon County. uh, And her name, the woman's name is Christine Mason. So she's associated with this Taste of Sicily, you know, like pizza place. And I looked at the menu. It actually looks pretty damn good. But. And it looks as though she's been like, you know, her family was like, get the hell out of here. So she's, you know, she makes it a point to say she's no longer associated with the restaurant Tin uh, Palmyra. However, she controls their Facebook page and has been using it to, she's like huge anti-vax and all of this cra- crazy, crazy stuff. So she Has been. She got kind of busted. Not kind of busted. She got busted, uh, going on and saying uh, and basically telling people how to get hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin prescribed by a surgeon and a and then have it filled at a pharmacy. Now, ironically, the pharmacy is in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, which is like where I live. I you know I personally live in uh, right you know I have a Mechanicsburg address. So this is like. Happened right in right my backyard, apparently. But she gets on there and tells people that there's this uh Sming surgeon who she wouldn't name, and then they and you can contact her, you can contact Christine Taylor, and then you can. Uh, You can get the H or the I, as she refers to it, that can save your life if you're sick, her quote, not mine, and you can get it tomorrow, quote, because it ships from Pennsylvania. So what she did was basically put together, I don't want to say a drug ring, but she's put together a ring that provides drugs to people, and to be be clear – you know a doctor can prescribe these drugs they can prescribe them you know quote off label which means not for their intended use but for something else and that happens all the time you know you might need uh, you know a drug that has a, a, a side effect or an impact that would help a condition you have but wasn't necessarily developed for that purpose a doctor can prescribe that to you and it's totally legit. This is a bit of a stretch because one of the things is that you know the physicians have a duty to prescribe, Drugs that are actually, you know, legitimate and will kind of hit what they're aiming at. And given the fact that every study and every, you know, uh, authority that's not wacko has said there is no reasonable evidence that shows that hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin are are useful and are effective in fighting covid. You know, that that definitely puts that doctor on some shaky ground ethically. And I think that's probably a big part of why the doctor is not being named. Like my thought is, if we, if you have this thing that's no big deal, but we can't tell you who the doctor is and we can't tell you who the pharmacy is, something's got to give. So it sounds like the surgeon is writing the scripts and the pharmacy is filling them. Now, the interesting thing is that the uh the restaurant is under investigation by authorities and that there's also because this guy, this went viral, her video went viral and everybody's like, wait a minute, this isn't necessarily a good idea. Um, and it says, it seems as though the surgeon is named as Dr. Edith Delmar bear. And, that seems to be, uh, and it's the Capstone Compounding Pharmacy in Wyoming, Pennsylvania. That's what the the reporting seems to indicate. I have no personal knowledge of that or not. I, I don't know, but uh, it's it, you know these TikTok sleuths who are really good at what they do. Um, there's a uh, uh, the, the TikTok uh, at RX zero RCIST. uh, They like track these, these crazy anti-vaxxers down and, and, you know, kind of bust them wide open and they, they've kind of done that here. So this has all been referred to the, it was referred to the uh, county district attorney who apparently is like good friends with Christine Taylor. And so there was a lot of concern that it was going to get swept under the rug, but I think it was so big. The district attorney, has now uh, her name is uh, Pierre Hessgraph is uh, has now pushed it up to the state attorney general, which is pretty convenient for her. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Attorney General Shapiro's office does something with it, or uh, you know what's what's going to happen. So that's what's going on. But I want to play a sound clip of from her uh, her thing yesterday, her from Christine Taylor's little. Uh, her little diatribe and it's like 30 seconds long, but it's so good um, and because the ending is just chef's kiss. So here, this is Christine Taylor talking about what's going to happen now that everybody knows about her little scheme. This is just the ridiculousness of left. And it's, it's mind boggling that anybody would think anything else. Um, you know, they're like, she's selling, selling medicine out of East of Sicily. Really? Can you show me what I sold you? It's all garbage, guys. So just ignore all the noise. Everything is good. Now, in the event there's a fluke and something will happen, listen, don't pity me. Don't feel bad for me. I want one thing from you guys, and that's prayers. Yeah. You hear that? She wants prayers because we all know there's nothing more important when something tragic happens than offering up thoughts and prayers. Okay. So in the crazy event that this woman gets busted for doing what it looks like she did, I want everybody, we're going to get our prayer chains going. We're going to get our thoughts in one hand, our prayers in the other. And we are going to direct them towards poor Christine. Here's the okay. Joking aside, here's the part I don't get. Why is that or that her parents that own or her mom, I guess, that owns Taste of Sicily. Why are they letting her drag this restaurant into this insanity, especially if Christine, the daughter, is no longer even there? Right. You've got this restaurant now being investigated for this, like alleged, you know, drug trafficking ring. And I like I said, it's I, it's not like they're dealing heroin in the parking lot. It's a you know, it's, it's a little more nuanced than that. But why in the world? Why not just create a Facebook page that is totally separate? And, you know, you could call it crazy ladies for crazy drug trade or whatever, whatever. I don't care, you call it whatever you want. But why does she still do it for the Taste of Sicily page? It makes absolutely no sense to me. Like, I I don't get it. I I just, nothing about it makes any sense. And really, if you get a chance, you you really have to go on Facebook or wherever and, and look at her because, like she kind of looks exactly and I'm by no means trying to like shame her appearance, but like she caught, kind of, if you didn't know anything and just like listen to her and knew what she was up to and had to do like a police sketch of you know, or a courtroom sketch, of what she looked like. It's like almost exactly what you think it is. She's got this like massive rat's nest of like black hair. That's just like, I don't think it's been washed in like months. It's just like all over the place. And just like, she's just a hot mess. Um, but like it's gonna be fascinating to see what actually happens with her. But but, and I'll wrap it up on this. It's really interesting because one of the bills that's in the State House that we actually have a blog up on KeystoneReckoning.com about allowing doctors to prescribe ivermectin off label without any penalty by fellow crazy woman, State Rep Don Kiefer is I I had a source tell me it was due to run uh, in out of the House of Representatives Health Committee uh, very soon. So it feels like they're, you know, the, the, the crazies are saying, hey, we need to get this law moving to possibly protect us so we can continue doing what we're doing. But don't worry, we're not doing anything wrong right? So there's clearly something afoot there. Now, this is a law that there is absolutely no way in the world that Governor Wolf would ever sign off on. And to be honest, I don't think the state Senate would take it up. Um, I mean, because this is like way out there, wackadoo tinfoil hat stuff. And if you want to learn more about it, go to KeystoneReckoning.com under the blog. uh, It's called Meet Pennsylvania's New Hydroxychloroquine. And it has to do with Don Kiefer. So it's definitely something worth taking a look at. So those are some of the things that are going on today. Uh, I'm, I'm making an effort to try to do a more regular podcast in a more, uh, compressed time. Uh, we have a, a big, uh, a big interview piece coming up in the next day or so, uh, with uh, congressional candidate, Alexandria Hunt, who's running in, uh, the Philadelphia area, uh, who has, uh, come out and talked about being a former sex worker and lots of interesting things. I I don't mean that to say, to try to define her because I think that's, dramatically unfair. Um, but she's she's basically you know launched her campaign via TikTok, and it's fascinating. So I have a lot of, I'm looking forward to asking her a lot of really interesting questions, and I, I really, um, I'm really fascinated by some of the things she has to say. So stay tuned for that. And please, in the meantime, we depend on donations from listeners and uh, website readers. So please do us a favor if you are able to give, even if it's a $10 monthly recurring donation, it matters. KeystoneReckoning.com smash the donate button uh also please uh if you like what you're hearing go and give us a review on your podcast platform apple podcast or wherever um it helps push the podcast up so until next time i'm jesse white this has been the keystone reckoning podcast have a great day well that's it then we say people the trouble of voting what's next our, our point is that it's i understood the point We're going to South Carolina to set up Illinois. When I ask what's next, it means I'm ready to move on to other things. So, what's next? We're done. Fantastic.